Welcome to Book Clips, a weekly podcast featuring author readings, produced by the Lesbian Review, connecting lovers of lesfic with lesbian authors. You can find more information on this book in the show notes. And don't forget to help others find this podcast by rating and subscribing on iTunes, Podbean and Stitcher. Hello, this is Chris Ripper and I'm reading an excerpt from my book, The Butch and the Beautiful. I followed Hannah back to the hotel after Mass on Sunday. She hadn't been joking when she asked for help with the move. The truck was down the street already full. Wait, you already loaded the truck? Well, I had to pick it up yesterday because they're closed today, so I figured I might as well not waste my money by parking it here and ignoring it. Plus, Marla wanted to help, so I made her a truck loader. I surveyed her belongings, arranged haphazardly in the back of a small U-Haul. I wouldn't hire her again if I were you. This was unregulation loading technique here. Probably my fault. Anyway, we gotta stop for coffee and fattening pastries. Oh, we do, huh? You don't expect us to work on empty stomachs, do you? She stepped a little closer to me, like she wasn't exactly thinking about working at the moment. Or pastries. Redirect, damn it. We can drive over to the new place and park, then walk down to the Sopranto's we went to a few weeks ago. Perfect. A walk. That puts off the actual moving even longer, though I insist we take our pastries back to the new place. I crooked an eyebrow at her in what was meant to be a sexy, interrogative expression. Given the way her lips curled up, then tightened, as if she was trying not to grin, I assumed sexy interrogator somewhat failed. I soldiered on. You, me, and pastries all alone in the new place. Intriguing. It's tradition. I like to break bread before I move in. It feels like a good omen. Doubly because you're here. I'm a good omen, huh? Well, you have already insulted my moving truck organization, so I don't know. I wanted to kiss her, but instead I punched her in the arm. Let's go grab whatever's in the hotel room and start working. Yes, ma'am. And I'm changing my clothes. Good point. My church suit really wasn't cut out for moving. Can we stop by my place for a minute? Sure. Hannah's hotel room looked a lot more lived in since the last time I saw it. It was trashed. Are you staying here alone, or are you crashing with a boy band on the cusp of obscurity trying to generate a final scandal to hold on to their publicity for a few more weeks? Aw, did you come up with that in your head right now? I've always been this way. Do you mind if we stop somewhere else on the way to the apartment? Let's do it. Great. She started shoving, literally shoving, clothes into her suitcases. Nice clothes. Dry clean only clothes. I tried to let her do it, but my palms were itchy with the desire to take the job away from her. Geez, Hannah, you're really... I don't think you should crumple that bra like that. She grinned at me, all teeth. Aw, are you freaking out right now, sugar? I pushed her out of the way and rescued the slip balled up in her other hand. I can't watch you do this to your beautiful clothes. Let me do it. Let you pack my dirty clothes into my suitcase? Okay. She ranged herself on the bed in my peripheral vision, and for a couple of minutes I was too busy straightening out the mess she'd already made. When I raised my head, ready to be triumphant, she was lying on her stomach with her breasts pushed together and her chin in one hand, one leg lazily bent up behind her, looking right at me. Maybe you should take notes, I suggested, making my voice sound something that wasn't so turned on I could no longer care about the state of Hannah's suitcase. Maybe I am. It was a silly thing to say, but she said it in this deep, seductive voice. I couldn't even muster an eye roll, and my mouth was dry. What you need is one of those cigarettes on the long holder. Also, you should be naked except for red high heels. And red lipstick. I like the picture you're painting, Jack. Anytime you want me to wear heels and watch you clean, you let me know. One of her hands drifted to her breasts, resettling them, or teasing me, or both. I will not lick my lips while like I want to taste her. I am an evolved woman, not a raw, desperate animal. She mimed, blowing smoke in my face. Darling, do hurry up. I'd like to move in sometime today. Don't make me gag you. 
More fake smoke blown in my direction. You wouldn't. You like the way my lips move when I speak. Who says that? Who does that even... Does? Never mind. I turned away, diligently back to my task, but now all I could think about were her lips. We went to Walmart for moving clothes. Hannah led me directly to the men's section. Work clothes are always better and usually cheaper if they're meant for men. Now let's see. I can get khaki or black or khaki or blue or khaki or camouflage. Those are tough choices. I wandered along the wall. Oh no, Hannah. Hmm. I held up a dark blue jumpsuit. I will buy you dinner if you wear this to move. She narrowed her eyes. Do I have to wear it to dinner? No, only for moving. Interesting. She walked close enough to brush against the suit. I'll buy you dessert if you get one, too. Deal. We should get hats. We aren't proper movers without hats. We loaded up with jumpsuits and hats before stopping at Sobrantos for pastries. You think we're getting enough, I asked, when we emerged with two paper bags. This body takes a lot of calories to maintain. You don't get this way on accident. She ran a hand over one hip and down her thigh. Oh, God, stop. I can't think about sex while we're standing here. It's wrong. Is it, though? You know, we should have parked up the building and walked up here. I shrugged and took the bag she tucked under her arm, and her coffee. I'm just glad you're the one driving. She got us awkwardly into one of the designated loading-unloading spots, and we went upstairs, where she unlocked the door and gestured me in first. Oh my god. I know. The Bayview costs more, but there's a charm to the East Bayview, don't you think? It's spectacular. I walked up to the wildly expansive front windows. I could see St. Agnes and the winding street where Zane had grown up, and the roof of the high school, to say nothing of the hills beyond. If you're going to live in La Vista, you should always see it like this. The agent for the condos tried to downplay that it's on the bad side of the building. There's a bad side of the building? Apparently. But in the sense that you can see the boarded up shop windows and for lease signs everywhere. Huh. I looked in the opposite direction as far as I could. Oh, you mean as opposed to all the bright colors and chrome they're doing with the new Harbor District? Even the sidewalks are cleaner on that side. It's surreal more than anything, though I guess that kind of thing appeals to people. It's so impersonal, though. I glanced at all the familiar landmarks, parsing what made La Vista specific instead of what made it just another reclaimed urban area with bold splashes of color and an overall impression of being hosed down at the end of the day. I'd prefer to be on this side, where you can still see the awning for the tea shop with two P's and an E, even though they went out of business when I was in middle school. Huh, I didn't notice that. Why do you think they got the top of the awning branded anyway? They were hoping a helicopter would fly over and randomly decided to stop for tea? The world will never know. She came up behind me until I could see both of our reflections, then reached around to unbutton my shirt. Kind of into exhibitionism, aren't you? I asked. Not really. She turned me and went back to my buttons. I'm on the fifth floor, and this is the tallest building down here. You wouldn't be recognizable, but that's not my kink anyway. I just like you less dressed. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. But we're not going to have sex on the carpet, right? She nuzzled in to kiss my cheek. Not if you don't want to. She bent her head lower and pushed my shirt out of the way. I bit back a moan. Um, Hannah, I'm just teasing you. I plan to tease you all day until you're going a little bit mad, and then, when you're desperate for me, she took a nipple into her mouth and nipped at it with her teeth. I sucked in a breath. You're a horrible person. I'm proud of it. She reached around to my butt and squeezed. Thanks for helping me move. You're repaying me in sexual favors, right? Bet you're cute ass I am. She took a step back, leaving me turned on and bereft. God, you look good. Mmm, I gotta pace myself today. Now, where the hell's my vegan apple fritter? How can you even think of apple fritters right now, I muttered, rebuttoning my shirt. Oh, look, a delicious still warm bear claw. I snatched the bag out of her hands. Gimme that.
This has been an episode of Book Clips, a lesbian talk show podcast produced by The Lesbian Review. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please help others to find it by rating and subscribing on iTunes, Podbean and Stitcher. If you are an author interested in sending us a book clip, go to thelesbiantalkshow.com slash reading for more information.